Hey there, welcome back to Science Fiction. I am Salim Siddharwala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Ames. Carl, how are you? I'm pretty good. What's going on over there? Not much, man. Uh, excited. Your your, uh, your picture are back up. Yeah, I'm done interviewing. So I got <laughs> I, I got that job, so I'm done interviewing. I don't have to, like, have a blank space. I don't, like, you know, I don't want to have them seeing, like, what's this guy? Like, weird. This nerd. <laughs> There's nerd. We don't want this guy working for us. Like, what's he got going on back there? Uh, yeah, no. So I, I'm all set with that. So I'm, uh, I got the pictures back up, and trying to grow my my beard back slowly for surely. I'm just gonna let it grow out so then I can shape it out. Uh, doing that, and you know, last week we talked about after the show or before the show. I can't remember when we talked about it, but uh, Detective Pikachu. I watched it. If I, I went back okay. and watched it. Right, yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. it. I liked it. Cool. I ended up liking it. It was uh, it was a nice twist ending. It was an interesting twist ending. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. Like it was enjoyable. I, I don't know. I, you know, I never looked if they're gonna make a part two. I mean, I don't know if they can. They haven't said two. anything as far as I know. I, I I mean, I would think it was a pretty successful movie. So I would think that they would at some point. Um, especially you got Ryan Reynolds. Um, like he's in the bag as the Pikachu. And, you know, he did, it was like a weird casting at first, but then mm-hmm. like when you watch the movie, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that works fine. And then, you know, he, he's funny. He's good. So yeah, I would, I would love to see him come back and uh, figure out some kind of way to do it again. Yeah. The, and the leading actress uh, that, that plays a uh, supporting cast to, uh, to lead actor, um, She's in one of my favorite shows. Like, oh, she's she's a smaller character later on, but Supernatural. That's like one of my all time favorite shows. Like, okay. I just became a hardcore fan of that, and she was in that show. So I was like, oh, I recognize her now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, oh, it looks like Sonic Hedgehog movie, and so it says, Legendary Pictures announced on January twenty fifth. It's hired Oren Uzel, who's recently worked on Sonic Hedgehog. And man, I'm back in rational to write the script for the sequel. Oh, interesting. Good. Good. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of Sonic Hedgehog's coming out like a month. Yeah, that's now, coming right? out too. A lot of yeah. movies are coming out, man. We're going to have, we're going to have a lot to decide on how we want to talk about what and when. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, Batman is going to be, uh, this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Morbius. Sonic and then something else probably. We'll get there. Well, let's see if they actually bring Morbius out in April, though, because they might. <laughs> it's April first, so maybe they're doing an April Fool's joke. God, I said, yeah, like, they're, "Psych, they're, we're pushing it back again." <laughs> treating it like the New Mutants. It's just gonna keep on getting pushed back. Did you ever watch New Mutants? I never got around watching that because it happened. So, like, it, it, I was excited for it originally, but then they got pushed back, and then it was announced after the fact that. It was announced when after it got pushed back, it was announced that DC ended up buying, or not DC, MCU, uh, Disney ended up buying uh, Fox, 21st Century. So essentially, that movie is not going to be relevant to anything. I might go back and watch it just to see it. I liked 
I like the angle they took with it. They kind of took like a uh like a horror thriller angle to the movie as opposed to just being a regular X-Men mutant movie. Uh so it'd be interesting to check it out. I mean the cast was uh they had uh one M- Macy Williams, right? Uh as uh uh ba- Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. Mm-hmm. Right? Um so that was an interesting, you know, they had some interesting cast members in there. I might have to go back and check it. Did you ever watch it? I did. I saw it in theaters when they were open for that one week. <laughs> How'd you like it? Was it uh was it good at all or no, it was terrible, but um <laughs> I like like you know, we don't need to go into a deep dive in the movie, but I think, like you said, the attempt to do that horror stuff, they didn't lean into it nearly at all. Uh, barely, just like a little bit for maybe five minutes of it. Was, oh, interesting. And then uh, the rest of it was not. It, they should have did more of that. Um, some of the acting performances were pretty decent. Anna Taylor-Joy was, if that's her name correctly, I, I can't remember. Um, she was awesome as magic, but at the same time, she was still kind of like a, a little bit of a bitch as magic. Um, oh, okay. So it was, it was like, that was like, that's the, what she was playing, but that's not the character that I wanted, but I still liked it. I still liked her. Um, definitely the best person in acting on that screen. And, um, yeah, just the direction it had potential. It has a lot of potential, but it was still like a very bad movie. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah, I was, uh. Like I said, you know, I didn't know what to expect. So I guess the preview was trick, tricked us into thinking it was yeah. going to be like that type of uh, mind uh, thriller or a horror movie, but it wasn't. Um, oh, whatever. Um, maybe, like I said, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't just because I'm MCU is going to save the mutants and save uh, all the other stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to that. But. Let's let's get into our show for today. So we are gonna give our final thoughts on Peacemaker. Uh, but before that, we have a couple of fast flicks. Um, there's a couple of things that have been announced uh, or been released that uh, I think are worth mentioning. So the first fast flick we have is Netflix, Marvel shows, and Agent of Shield uh, have are going to transition to Disney Plus on March 16th. So uh, obviously, uh, Agent of Shield is PG, you know, it's or I don't know if it's even classified PG 13, but we've talked extensively about the Netflix shows like Daredevil, Iron Fist, Defenders, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Punisher, mm-hmm. uh, be very much, you know, not even rated like they're mature audience only. And it's very interesting that they push those onto Disney Plus, And I guess Disney is going to have a, a setting for. Um, like a, a adult uh, lock or something like that that they can put on where they can block certain shows. Uh, what are your initial thoughts uh, finding hearing about this? Yeah, that's what that's what we like I said we've been talking about this for so long and wondering what they were gonna do, think it was gonna go to Hulu uh, or that they were just going to you know, uh, you know censor the stuff or whatever like some kind of approach in. Having this uh, separate adult setting, um, that works fine for me. And again, um, part you know, part of one thing I was actually wanted to mention in, uh, as we were just like doing a small talk is that one of the reasons why I kept my Netflix account is because I wanted to have access to watch all of these shows. Right. Um, as of like mid-February, I actually canceled my Netflix because it was like, no reason for me to keep it around month after month because um, it's just not the content that I need to watch regularly. Um, so I, I got like a few a few weeks left before my Netflix is over. But this stuff is on D- Disney Plus. I can just watch it then there, and it's going to be you know the same content uh, presumably. Um, and then you know just obviously the Netflix logos and stuff will be gone, and I can still watch kingpin smash somebody's head into uh into the door of the car and as long as it's still there uh that leaves like a little bit of a gunning down the entire mob (laughs) right yeah it leaves a little bit more confidence in what they're going to do with moon knight but i don't think they've actually said what the moon knight rating has been if it's going to be pg-13 or rated r but 
Um, either way, it gives me more confidence on Moon Knight and uh, whatever other shows like um, uh, Echo, uh, what that's going to look like and what that's going to be. Because, uh, again, that the Daredevil characters are supposed to be rolling into there. Right. Um, how violent is that going to go? Is, is Daredevil going to have a, a Disney Plus show or are they going to have a movie for him or whatever, whatever they're going to do with all of these people, all these characters, um, all these uh, shows, which we still, I mean, there's still a lot of um, unknowns, especially with everyone wants to talk about is Iron Fist because not a lot of people really liked Iron Fist and whether or not they're going to keep um, Finn Jones, I believe his name is, as Iron Fist. Um, uh, Mike Coulter is Luke Cage. He's got his own show going on right now, so he's kind of busy whether he wants to come back or whether if they want him back as Luke Cage, who knows what they're going to do with the Defenders. Is Elektra Elodie Young, is she going to come back? Um, just, just still a lot of questions that are unanswered, but in the very least, these shows will continue to live on. Yeah, I think, you know, my initial thought was I was intrigued the fact that, like I said, they, they bought these on because being rated R and Disney for the longest time were mentioning they did not want to put any, you know, adult content on Disney Plus. They wanted to keep it at most PG-13 so kids can watch and family. It was like a family thing, right? Families can sit down and watch together. Um, them bringing these shows on there, it makes me kind of my mind... Uh, uh, you know, my my brain kind of wonder, like, imagine, like, hmm, maybe Disney's just soft. Disney and MCU is softening their stance on on the ratings of of what they're gonna do with their future shows and movies because some of the characters, like we've talked about, coming in, especially like they're gonna bring Deadpool into uh, the MCU with with twenty first century being bought up by uh, Disney. And Deadpool obviously was a rated R movie, and they're gonna and they said they were gonna continue making that rate, uh, rated R for the third movie, and they were gonna stick to uh, canon for the for the first two movies with Ryan Reynolds. They're not gonna like change a lot, supposedly a lot mm -hmm. of what that uh, character is about. And then it made me think, hey, maybe Blade now they'll, they'll consider having a rated R. Uh, rating because Blade obviously it would be cool to have him seeing him just dicing up these vampires and making it like as bloody as some of the comics have been like some mm -hmm. of the com like Blade comics are like you know he's he goes in on them um, and yeah that's that's what it, that's what my initial thoughts is maybe maybe they're kind of you know open to it especially because if they can do that parent lock parental lock or whatever uh, and on Disney Plus. Like, why can't they add, you know, more of uh, adult-ish content to uh, what what they want to do with these shows? Especially because, like, if you think about it, they're they're competing with DCEU in a sense. Uh, obviously, they've dominated DCE uh, DC so far, but DC does have that and all their stuff. Not some pick and choose all their stuff. It's a very adult. It's not supposed to be family friendly stuff. It's adult content. Um, well, leaning, sure. and leaning into that a lot more with Peacemaker, right? Um, and and yeah. like a like a more darker adult ish stuff, right? So maybe they're kind of seeing that, like you know what? Maybe we don't need to make everything like PG thirteen, PG PG thirteen. Some things we can take that will be edgy because that's what these characters are supposed to be edgy. So mm -hmm. let's do that with these characters, certain ones. Like maybe Moon Knight will be a little more mature. I mean, they don't need to make it like super mature, like Peacemaker, um, where they have really bad, you know, like really adult, you know, jokes and stuff like that. But maybe just push that boundary, make it a little more spook, like thriller, spookier than you would, uh, you would with like Hawkeye, uh, mm -hmm. or so forth. So maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping that's what they're trying to do here. Like I'm hoping that's what they mean to do, uh, but it'll be exciting to see how how they go about it because I think it, it would like like in my opinion I think it would be unfair to to hold back characters like Blade and especially when they bring in if they do another like Wolverine down the line I would like to see them go a little bit more edgier with Wolverine Wolverine mm -hmm. like Fox uh, Fox finally decided to do with Logan 
uh, old man Logan storyline. They've been they've been like super edgier. Like I would like to see them do that and not stick to the PG you know PG PG thirteen, uh, um, you know mold or whatever. But yeah, do you that's... remember that um, that re release that they? I don't know if they ever actually sold it as a like a like a digital purchase or a Blu Ray or whatever. But that re release of Deadpool. Where they edited it and made it more like family friendly, friendly in theaters. No, I I remember, I remember hearing about it. I never saw it. Did you Did you watch? I never that? saw it myself, but I I knew like that's something that they did, and I wonder if that's something that's even possible, like for all of these shows or just going forward, to have a edited version of say Moon Knight. And have like the original version be locked behind the the parental uh, settings, and then have a edited version where there isn't blood splatter and there isn't uh, excessive violence, or they cut it short, or uh, they bleep out the you know the adult language and stuff like that, cut out the sex scenes and stuff, and just have it because like imagine I can't imagine like of course like again I always think about toys. But that's actually a huge money maker for a uh, there you go. Once upon a Deadpool. All oh, uh, right. Okay. The um, toys are a huge money maker for Marvel, DC, and stuff like that. That's why they always have co- different costumes, especially like Spider Man. New costume means new toy because kids like see the thing, etc. It's hard to sell kids on or sell parents on taking their kids to go see a punisher movie or show or something like that and he's killing and just you know is all over the place and then tell them to buy a punisher toy like he's got like all of these guns and knives and he's killing people all this stuff deadpool uh, moon knight daredevil etc but if there was an edited version where Sure, he punches people, people get shot, you know, whatever. But you can do shooting like they've done in the MCU. Black Widow shot tons of people, but there wasn't like headshots and blood all over the place. And it wasn't something uber violent. She's just shooting at Shatari. She's just shooting at Ultron bots. It's fine. Uh, Like Wolverine in the animated series. He had these metal claws out of his hands. But he only actually used them on sentinels and cyborgs and aliens, but never on any other mutants or human characters. And there was never really any bloodshed um, with him using his claws. And that's like the way that they went around that, that censorship. So I think it's possible that they can still do like a Wolverine and have it hardcore and um, have that be edited for Disney plus so kids can still watch it and not have to be exposed to hyper violence. Yeah. That, that, that's another thing they can yeah, definitely do. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping my thought process is correct that are more open now to, for their future stuff that's coming up in phase four to add a little more edgy edge to their uh, certain characters that should have more edge. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun to see if if they go about that. Uh, the next fast flick uh, and final fast flick we have uh, be- uh, we we've talked about Batgirl movie that's going to be coming out on HBO Max. Um, that they they're in production right now. They're shooting the film, and uh, little by little stuff has been released. And uh, recently, I, I don't know, if it was just yesterday or it was the day before yesterday. But uh, they released a picture of uh, Brendan Fraser dressed as Firefly. Uh, that's so. That's the scene in the movie. What he's gonna be looking like the costume, and um, the comic version. So, like, to kind of give an understanding of what Firefly, who Firefly is, because I'm, you know, you know, a lot of, I've. I've 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 heard of him in other forms of media and stuff like that. Like I've come across him and like uh, in the uh, uh, Justice League uh, cartoon animated series, and then there's some other stuff that I came across where I I remember him. Um, and I think like maybe one comic because he's a Batman. He's in a Batman series because um, I've I've read passingly about it. So he's initially. When he first comes out, he's initially portrayed as a criminal, uh, 
who utilizes like lightning effects to commit um, robberies. Um, but then he, and then later though, he's, he's reimagined as like a sociopathic, like um, pyromaniac that's obsessed with like compulsion to start fires. Uh, then that, that, that happened like following crisis on infinite earth uh, when DC did their reboot of the universe in the eighties. Um, you know, and this is like the darker deception that was in, uh, in Batman's, comic because batman that was in the 80s is when batman really became darker too mm -hmm. uh when they when they went uh because batman wasn't originally yet like the batman we know now the dark batman he wasn't that dark originally when the original comic came out in the 60s um so he's like i said he's one of the most reoccurring enemies um in in, in batman's like central rogue gallery uh so it's 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 yeah it was interesting uh to see that release and um and we get a little background like i said give you a little background on who, who firefly is it what are your thoughts on on seeing this and i guess i know we've talked about background in the past as well um with this movie are you are you fairly i know you're not a big dc guy so um yeah i'm not uh I'm not terribly familiar with Firefly, or really, I would say I'm not familiar with him at all, but I was reminded that, like, right before uh, we started the show, that he was actually a character in the Batman Arkham uh, Knights game, which I don't remember him, or at least I'm starting to remember him now, but he wasn't, like, super important. I think he was just, like, a side thing. Um, but... Uh, you know, despite that, um, you know, if you look at Batman or uh, Batgirl's uh, rogues gallery, he's not like a character that you just immediately think of um, in that rogues gallery. So he's definitely like on the C tier probably of, of villains. Maybe maybe that's a compliment. I don't even know, uh, honestly. But in general, I, yeah, I'm not too educated on him. Um, we got Brendan Fraser playing this character, which, you know, I haven't seen him in so long. And I think you were saying that he's on Doom Patrol now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the, so I, I'm I'm guessing they can't cancel that series. I, I saw season one, I, and I really enjoyed it. I liked season one, but um, I didn't. I never. I watched like the first two episodes of season two, and I just wasn't feeling it as much. I don't know for what reason. Maybe I just didn't really give it a chance uh season one of doom patrol was really good and um let me but yeah while the, you're looking it up um real quick i did want to also mention that um i have already got my batman tickets i will be watching batman tomorrow at three o'clock excellent so yeah he plays uh cliff steel in doom patrol uh, and uh, who voice who ends up being a robot man? Um, I mean, he does a really great job in that in that series, uh, like, at least in season one. Because, like I said, robot, uh, robot man, like he's like the way he's acting, like it's the he's just in that big robot tin suit. So it's not a lot of like you know physical acting going on, but his voice, the way he kind of voice acts and shows the distress and different things, the way you know. The character portrays uh, is portrayed. It's it was he. He was really good. Like I was like, wow, this is really awesome. Like he's done. He's doing a really great job in really developing this character, making his own. So yeah, it's interesting that you know he's gonna be in this now instead. So I'm guessing they're no longer um, gonna be doing that show. And it's kind of similar to where how Marvel, um, granted, it it wasn't necessarily these um, MCU Disney doing it, but like when. They recast like Chris Evans from Johnny Storm to uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, it's kind of similar in that sense. They're bringing back other actors that played different DC characters um, or Marvel characters, what have you. So, yeah, that's interesting. I'll be, I'm intrigued by this movie. I, I thought it's interesting that they're just showing it straight to HBO Max. I thought they would try to put it in theaters, or maybe they are. I, I missed that. I think um, it was supposed to be on Max, but I'm I'm more confused about where where it's supposed to be, like what universe it is, because I thought 
at least from what I remember from Fandom, that it was supposed to be in the same universe as the Matt Reeves Batman movie that's coming out tomorrow. But then I've also heard and seen the, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, Michael Keaton Batman supposed to be in this movie or referenced or something like that. Because he's, that Batman supposed to be replacing Ben Affleck in the DCEU after Flashpoint, as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm more confused about... And then also it being Leslie Grace is the actress playing Batgirl and she's black. And then the Commissioner Gordon is, you know, her father, who's Mm -hmm. in the Matthew Reeves, is played by Jeffrey Wright, who's black. So I thought, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So if they're not in the same universe, then I mean, not that we can't have two black Commissioner Gordons, of course, but um, the Commissioner Gordon in the DCEU is actually... um, whatchamacallit, um, J.K. Simmons, right? Um, so that Oh, yeah, really the, up. the, uh, yeah, correct. And, um, and Batman and Superman. Yeah, it's, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. It's kind of, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe, more. maybe, like, like, Maybe the they show him portray as maybe J.K. Simmons as the dad and then his wife is uh, black. Yeah, and that's possible. I mean, that's possible. So I mean, we we don't know. Like, we'll find yeah. out. Like I said, you, you mentioned and we've mentioned in the past as well. Flash, the Flash movie uh, where they're in where, where they're in Flashpoint, they are resetting stuff. So who knows where they're trying to what they'll try to do? Maybe uh, we'll find out more um, as far as like maybe they're keeping obviously something secretive on what's going to happen going forward but yeah we'll find out uh but yeah that's that's the last bits we have as far as fast flicks are concerned um the uh the batgirl with uh brendan fraser as firefly uh just was that was interesting they had that released uh so we'll get we'll get into peacemaker now um we we've both of us watched the final what Four episodes. I think it was eight episodes. Yeah, I think we covered the first four at uh, uh, a month or so ago, and then right, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we 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 finished watching it. Um. So first, uh, let's just get into like what you thought of like the entire series. Obviously, the uh, we gave our thoughts on the first four episodes, and then um now what? Now that you've seen the final four, what did you think of the entire series? Like as far as um the show and the acting and all the different things that they did. Um, overall, I'd say, you know, still a positive um, reaction to it. I'm not, you know, I don't think it was a perfect show. I don't think it was, uh, I don't think as highly of it as most people do, but I don't think like it's, I don't think negatively and like, Oh, it's bad. Or I wouldn't watch it again. Or I don't want there to be another season. I know they've already confirmed a season two. So that is going to happen. But in general, um, uh, like I said, I, I think it's okay. I thought it was fine. Um, definitely better than some of the other DC offerings that have been out there. Uh, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, stuff like that. Right. Um, but uh, in general, I'm not like crazy about it. And I would like to have been a little bit more crazy about it. I like John Cena. I thought he did a fine job. I think he he is a pretty good, um, pretty good peacemaker. Uh, in general, the cast is fairly solid. Um, you know, uh, I, I think I said this before. Um, I don't like. Uh, I forgot her name. The one on the right, Abadayo. Abadayo. I didn't like her too much. Um, especially right away, because uh, like in general, she was just like an annoying character, and I don't like those types. That type of, of character, in general, she did warm up a little bit. She did, you know, as uh, the the season progressed, she developed and um, became a little bit more confident and became a little bit more reliable and had that, that whole dynamic with Peacemaker uh, in Harcourt. But in general, I, like still not like super crazy about her as a character. Uh, in general, and like, you know, the rest of the supporting cast was just okay. I think Economos was like, it was interesting seeing how he kept going along um, with 
him not really having any field experience, but then like being the most badass one doing the uh, beating up uh, Judo Master and um, and and all of the other things he did. Uh, I thought the, all of that stuff was fun. Um, the writing was adequate. Um, I, I you know again not super high on it. Um, visuals had more of a budget than I was expecting, especially when you think it's just like. This peacemaker, he's a gun shooter, maybe a big strong guy, uh, maybe some hand-to-hand combat and stuff. But like adding the visuals for the butterflies and the cow, um, eagle like, eagly, which <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love eagly. If anything, I was I was expecting eagly to be a little bit more of a trained, um, like a trained eagle, as as opposed to just basically an eagle that just happens to be his best friend. They like. Remember, he was like trying to give him commands, like go fly this right. over there, and it just like, yeah, whatever. So I was, ex- <laughs> I was expecting, I was expecting a little bit more out of Eagly, but I still really liked Eagly. Um, yeah, and uh, and Vigilante, I don't know, I don't know. I'm like, it's, it's not that I don't like Vigilante. There was a lot of funny stuff with Vigilante. He was good. But it's not so much that I feel that uh, the appeal, like he doesn't hit for me as much as he hits for most other people. I don't mind if someone uh, really likes Vigilante or he was their favorite character or um, this was an accurate depiction or not accurate depiction. It's not really uh, important to me or I don't feel any of that. It's just more of like, yeah, he's he's cool. He's all right. Um, I like the the relationship and some of the jokes landed pretty good and and all of that but you know again he just doesn't uh, he doesn't resonate with me nearly as much um i think one of the the better things about the show though which is very james gunn is that the music was good um music choices were good and it's not music that like if you compare the music that was in guardians of the galaxy Versus this, because this was more rock, more um, 80s hair band stuff that I have no kind of familiarity with whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a, a music appreciator, I can still hear good music. And I still like, yeah, this is pretty good stuff. Like I really, you know, you can see the characters enjoying the music. I enjoy the music. Uh, maybe that's like them infecting me, uh, their enthusiasm for the music. But in general, I thought it was they're pretty good music choices, and um, yeah, I, I would definitely you know I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to season two of a Peacemaker, but you know I'll be there. I'll definitely watch it. Like it'll once it comes up, I'll it'll be something I watch. Yeah. So yeah. So like yeah, we talked about like we said the original first four and the first three episodes again. I thought were very fresh, enjoyable. They made. You appreciate like the supporting cast, but it kind of allowed you to get invested in the story. Um, the later episodes, the last four of the series, you make you feel something is a lot deeper than that. Like as they're developing the characters, you see the good character development piece making makes you see him as more of a misunderstood character in Suicide Squad, uh, because of, of because how he was getting portrayed in Suicide Squad. It kind of goes into this series and they're they're showing like you know why he is the way he is and then you see like kind of the 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 his internal conflict that he has you see that development um i thought the show was like very highly comedic but also dark when it wanted to be it was a good mixture of that i felt like it didn't have like any forced comedy um like on like you know some like awkward comedy moments i didn't think it had that um it was comedic when it should have been comedic and and dark and edgy when it should have been dark and edgy. Uh, so like I said, and I thought it connected really well with the DC property. Like what DC is just DCEU has essentially been doing is making a little more dark and edgier shows. Um, I thought they did that pretty well on this. Um, and as far as like, so we're getting into the characters vigilante, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, uh, vigilante is like obviously in this show he's portrayed like, like as a, that psychotic comic relief in peacemaker as compared to what he is in in um in the comics 
Um, like the only thing similar is like his barring his name in a costume, and then like little else is like I said is similar to who the character is in the in the, within the comics, and which is something I broke down earlier when in the first four episodes, like I, when I was talking about you know who Vigilante is and all the different you know uh, versions of Vigilante that's been in various different DC related shows and what he who he is in the comics and so forth. Um, so like. He's kind of like a hilarious and and has like a hilarious psychological profile. Um, it's something that I found interesting. I was I was kind of reading a, like various different articles about it, and uh, the actor Freddie Stro- uh, Stroma he decided to kind of just play the character differently than compared because he was looking at he was reading the comics, um, and he talked to James Gunn, and he so there's a quote. He said, "You know, I started to realize that there's no point in trying to do any research in that direction." James uh, just explained that he doesn't pick up a lot of social cues. He looks up to Peacemaker a lot. Uh, we really played with that. Having him feel like he's young, the younger brother, he's an odd character with a lot of different colors. So just from that respect, he kind of just you know, made Vigilante into a different character, made Vigilante different than anything we've seen in the comics and, and so forth. So, yeah, I thought, like I said, you know, the show for me was fun. It was entertaining. Um, I think I would, I'm, I'm excited for a season two. Uh, John Cena, like to me, like, like, it's just interesting to see how he's, he's doing as an actor. Cause obviously we know him as uh, the wrestler uh, who he was as, as a pro wrestler and stuff like that. But, yeah, to me, it's just like it's just great to see how how much he's like the reason why they made Peacemaker because he did such a good job in Suicide Squad that they wanted to you know explore this character further. So that was that was fun. Um, what what did you think about? Uh, let's get into some of these other characters. So Harcourt, uh, how did you find her uh, as the show like from the first four episodes going into the final four episodes? Uh, I. I... I liked she had like a slow but steady development because she was pretty hard ass at uh, right at the be- beginning and like not wanting like you know obviously you know peacemaker coming right out of jail then basically trying to get an advance from her uh, that's not gonna fly on most people but uh, in general she was still pretty like closed off and uh, slowly but surely she starts seeing some of the endearing qualities. Uh, realizing what Peacemaker was going through with his father, uh, what he was do- trying to deal with the butterflies and uh, seeing what type of person who, who he really was, uh, despite all of that. Um, and then she opened up. So I, eventually, like, and it wasn't like, as, as far as I remember, they like it's not like they hooked up. It wasn't like the whole, you know, they start at two ends and then get together at the end of the show. I don't, that didn't happen. So, I'm actually glad about that sort of thing, but um, yeah, in general, I think she was a cool character. Uh, she got a couple of fight scenes, like the bar fight, and then um, there was a I forget the other fight that she had. But you know, she clearly has training, right? She can, right. you know, she can shoot very well. Like yeah, the the last episode at, at in the field, shooting all the the fireflies attacking. Like, you mm-hmm. know, she can hold her own with a gun. Like, she's she can do her thing. So she she's pretty good. Um, an enjoyable character. Um, a nice a nice uh, addition to the cast. And I don't know what type of potential she has going forward. But in the very least, like, if we know that there is a fight to be had, that she can hold it down solo or she can be uh, a part of the, the Peacemaker support group in... in you know, take down groups of enemies or whatever, as long as they're like, you know, obviously not Superman or something like that. But I, th- I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I think like, yeah, she starts off as a very, um, like the first episode, she's a very closed off character, like a tough, a hard, like hard shelled character. Um, and then as the series, mo- series kind of moves along, you see her become a little more vulnerable and she starts to feel like and act like as she's part of the team. Um, she she like maybe you know in the beginning she kind of just feels like you know this is it's a mission for me um i'm just doing like a, you know i'm doing what i need to do but as as she, as she gets more familiar with um you see her having that you know that uh personal scene with peacemaker where she draws that 
peace dub for him because he says he can't kill anyone unless there's a peace dub. And then uh, Peacemaker opens up to her saying, like, I just don't want to kill anyone anymore. Uh, that's why I, I, I hesitated when I was supposed to, you know, kill that family, uh, the family of butterflies or the or the, you know, the so-called um, political family that, you know, that they were supposed to, you know, monitor and take out um, because they had turned into like they had reasons or another. And they find out that later on in that episode that they're butterflies. But yeah, so. And then obviously she has that like in in the bar scene when she asks when Peacemaker asks her name she really she's like mean to him she's like we're not friends I don't like you so she doesn't give her first name and then you see her give her first names like by the way I'm Amelia um, so yeah you see them having that kind of moment where they're both kind of becoming friends or kind of becoming friends and she's like starting to kind of actually like him as opposed to just, he's like, you're only an 85% douchebag, you know, compared mm-hmm. to like what he, she originally thought of him. So yeah, I thought that dynamic was fun and it was, it was a nice, um, I think she was a good character. Like I said, I don't know what they're going to do. I agree with you. I don't know what they're going to do with her going forward. If she's going to be in the show again, who knows? Uh, who knows exactly if you said what they're going to do in season two. That's probably not even, maybe they've uh, decided some parts of it, but we'll find out. Um, and then moving on. So white dragon obviously is another important character in this uh, show because it's white dragon being peacemakers dad. Uh, he plays a big part as far as, you know, peacemakers internal conflict. So what, what did you think of uh, the the character and, what did you think of how um, the actor portrayed him and so forth? Okay, and another character that I'm not familiar with of going into this show um, whatsoever. Again, not being a DC person uh, as far as comic books go or anything, but uh, in general, um, I thought it was okay. Uh, at the end, I thought it was okay, and uh, maybe kind of a, a good story to tell, a good type of character to have. Uh, because especially in this scene here, uh, I don't know if you hear that, but uh, especially in this scene here, like right after, or this is right afterward, but when he is approaching this bench, like this is when he gets goes to jail for the, uh, uh, goes back to jail for the first time in forever. Right. And he, there's this guy sitting on the bench and he's like, that's my spot. And all we already knew going into this that he was a bad guy. He was racist. He was an asshole. He was misogynist. He was sexist. You know, all those things, all those terrible things. Um, so in this moment when that happened, I'm like super worried um, because, yeah, those are all very bad things. He was a bad person, but I was getting uncomfortable because not only was he, you know, back in jail. And we already knew that he had like a crew in there that kind of worship him and followed him. But the guy sitting at this bench was black. So I was mm-hmm. worried that something was going to happen to this, you know, character, absolutely not real, but it was more of how were they going to express his, the level of evil uh, this guy is. And I thought this was going to be the moment, like he was going to beat this guy up or have his people do it, or they were going to kill him, or they were going to do, you know, something to express, like, just to get you to, uh, on uh, understanding of how, like, what level of of bad guy he is. And they actually handle it more um, safely than I was expecting, where he just basically, you know, told them to buzz off, and he did. And it really wasn't, like... There was no racial slurs. There wasn't any fighting. There wasn't any, like, I didn't feel like a, a bad taste in my mouth after that interaction. Well, I think because the, char- the that character that she's talking about, he, he looks around and sees, like, all these people that are looking up to him. He's like, you know what? I don't want to die before a seat. That's what mm-hmm. he essentially says in the, sh- in the show. So he does get up and just leaves. Um, right that's what he happened. doesn't want the like what could have happened as far as this is more of a, a direction thing that i um oh, okay. to compliment because of not 
going that far and showing that like yeah he saw that you know all these followers is like yeah this isn't worth getting beat up for or dying over a seat and clearly there's something a little bit more to this than just an old man wanting to sit in a chair uh but like yeah not going in any sort of particular uncomfortable direction uh but still kind of pushing the button like getting close or say getting close to the line would be more of uh right it was yeah it wasn't it was early in the show too so yeah they gave you a taste of who he is right right like when we already had some but like this is where i thought where they were going to go over the line or do something controversial or do something uh that was uh Going to make it make you feel uneasy, but it was easy enough to digest. Where I understood what was going on, I understood this type of character and what uh, what he is and what he stands for. But I didn't need to see anything visually graphic or hear anything. So I compliment James Gunn for not going that far because uh, again, he 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 could have, but he didn't. So. At the end of the day, like again, we still perfectly understood this guy is racist, this guy is uh, sexist, this guy is all of those negative, terrible things that people shouldn't be. And uh, what you call it, a peacemaker having to be raised that way, and then also seeing like once peacemaker was like with his brother and those flashback scenes, um, that he wasn't that way, like he, he his father was. But Peacemaker absolutely wasn't. He was like complete opposite of that. So it was really um, like really nice to see um, all those scenes with Peacemaker as a young boy. Like you get to understand like, no, he's very much not like his father, despite him being raised by his father. So um, it's good to have that kind of character in in these movies to have. and in all the even in like Marvel, DC, and all that stuff, because they exist in real life, and this is a way to express that, uh, to tell that kind of story, but without going and going too far and being triggering to somebody. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't even want to say specific words, but just not to trigger too many negative thoughts, too many negative, en- too much negative energy. Uh, by going further than they need to. Yeah, like the character, like in that scene, certainly, I, I, I think it was intentionally done because I just didn't think they wanted to go that route um, for for specific reasons. Um, but I don't think it was necessarily related to the character for the show itself because the character is just an absolutely despicable character. Like there's, there's no redeeming qualities for that character. Like when you... Um, story like the influence that he has on peacemaker makes you understand why peacemaker is so like the way he is and like how tormented and screwed up he is and you find out as as the show is going on you see like 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 he essentially end up end up spoiler i mean i'm becoming a little bit of spoilers here but uh, he ends up wanting to obviously kill um his son right he that's his goal like eventually to go in and kill um peacemaker uh, that's what he's hunting him down. So, yeah, that the character, like I thought, like Robert Patrick, who plays him, did a really good job of basically showing like that there's no redeeming qualities in him. Um, he's just a he's a bad character. I know, like in other movies, like the villains tend to like he's obviously a villain. He's a side villain. He's not the main uh, villain, bad guy, or whatever. Like objective of the movie, but. Um, sometimes you know movies will have like you know some redeeming qualities of villains, but they didn't even bother with this one because obviously they don't need to. This character shouldn't have any redeeming qualities. I don't think like he's just like a despicable character. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, like I said, I thought Robert <laughs> Robert Patrick did a pretty good did a good job of of you know kind of the way he approached this character and. and the way uh, he acted and everything involved in, with the character overall. And I like the, the route the show went with the character as well. Um, yeah, so uh, the next, obviously, the main villains, if you have the storyline of the show, were the butterflies. Uh, we have that, that the one scene when they're, they're all coming down 
uh, and the little spaceships. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool scene. But uh, what did you think about like the whole them developing and showing us what the butterflies are and how they went about that in, in general? You know, when I was um, when I was getting the screenshot um, from off the trailers, they actually said the butterflies in the trailers. Like they actually directly mentioned them, and I was like, "Huh, I had no idea because I've watched this trailer before because I don't." know what the butterflies were so i probably wasn't even paying attention to them saying that when the the trailer first dropped um but uh now that we know and uh we can tell clearly because if i knew if i read dc and i actually knew who the butterflies were i would have watched a trailer and then saw the guys flying through the the windows and um them blowing them a peacemaker blowing them up in the factory oh i would have known everything already like it would have been easy to uh, understand what, what was going on. Uh, but watching and learning about them for the first time here, um, I thought they were okay. Um, it was interesting. Like once we figure out what their motivations were and like, were they evil or were they uh, neutral? Were they misunderstood? Like what was going on with them? Um, yeah. I felt it was, it was definitely some, some definitely modern commentary, um mm-hmm. uh, in, in there uh which i was totally fine with in general but um it was funny to hear that and then um still despite that like it was more of a like when when the butterfly leader was talking to peacemaker he said oh we're not gonna fight i'm like so i'm gonna tell you what we're doing here and convince you to you know just like judo master because we just came out straight up and told judo master who we are what we did and he he decided to fight for us right you'll do the same thing and i was like oh okay and then like that was just more of a the dilemma between you know peacemaker and the butterflies do you understand and agree with them do you uh because because you know just that whole moral um like what what which side is right like do you go with the butterflies who potentially could save the planet or but they need to take over host bodies to do so or continue to let uh, everyone on earth have free will but also let them continue to destroy the planet as they have been and all of that um so i thought that was interesting um just to see it in this movie like is that really the heroic choice or not i don't know is, is yeah, I think it was is, about yeah, is Peacemaker even a hero in this movie or this show? Like, that's I think it's about like, like, not <laughs> it's about understanding, like, yeah, they're that that's a problem, but it's about like, well, we have to de- we have to come to that decision ourselves. We can't you can't just kill everyone and take over their bodies and do it. I think that's kind of like you know to. Like the end, like the ends, end, end doesn't justify the means type of scenario. I think mm-hmm. that's what that's what I think that scene kind of portrays. Like you can't just you know kill all our leaders and everyone that's involved that we're doing to save the planet. Like like we we can't allow that. That's essentially what the butterflies' end, essentially goal is in the end is to take over all the eventually take over all the decision maker leaders' bodies and probably save the planet in that sense right so mm-hmm. that's what peacemaker is like no we can't you know he makes decisions like well yes you're probably right we need to do something about this crisis <laughs> we're not gonna let you just you know like i said we're not gonna let the ends justify the means uh, i think that's what it essentially came down to so yeah i think i think he's self portrayed as a good guy in the end because you kind of see him coming to terms with the things that he had to do um like why he is the way he is like things like the things that happened to him when he was a kid that was in his fault like it was his father like you mentioned earlier everything he was doing was his father's doing um but yeah it's um, i think that's that's what that scene really comes down to it's basically about that um one of the best scenes in this movie one of the better scenes in general was like it was this cameo of justice league in the end it was really funny um, because there's like you know there's a joke earlier in the show where 
where they're talking about Aquaman and he's like, I don't know about Aquaman. I got fucks fish <laughs> or something like that. He has sex with fish. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the end, they have that cameo coming out because I guess they're, they're talking about, you know, getting the justice league involved to help them in this ending. And then, um, you know, as they're leaving, he's like, you're late, you fucking dickheads. And then he tells Aquaman, why don't you go like, again, have sex with a fish or whatever. Um, and then you see Ezra Miller joking around and the and and saying, you know, that's not that's not a rumor. Like kind of messing with him, saying that he's like, because Aquaman mentions like, I hate that rumor. I can't believe that's going on. Ezra, Ezra Miller's flash is like, that's not a rumor. And it's kind of jabbing at him too. So I thought that was really fun how uh, how they involved them. And I guess James Gunn kind of wrote that in in the end. Um, just kind of wrote, when he was doing the script, he just wrote it in, and he's like. Let's pull this off, and and he was able to. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that uh, last scene with them, and um, how how it all came together? Well, yeah, I thought it was um, fun um, to see them, and it was really, especially to actually see Jason Momoa and um, what's his name to be the Flash there. But the, Ezra Miller, the, yeah. Ezra Miller, yeah. But Superman and Wonder Woman were stand-ins. Uh, mm-hmm. They were not actually Gal Gadot and um, whatever. I can never Henry remember the names. Henry, Henry Cavill. Uh, they weren't actually there. They were just stand-ins, and you can tell that because they didn't actually zoom zoom in on right. them and have them talk. But I found it interesting that there was a full version of like the whole team, including Batman and uh, Cyborg, uh, that was shot, but they had to take out Batman and Cyborg for various reasons. So the, I mean, cause he did plan on having the entire right. Justice League showing up uh, between everything going on with Ray Fisher and all of that drama and whether or not he's going to come back. Uh, they just kind of felt it was better to, again, it was just, would have been a stand in. It wouldn't have been Ray Fisher, but um, still better to just not have him show up in this scene. And then the uncertainty with Batman, I think, the studio said just don't have Batman in this scene uh, because of, again, the uh, Michael Keaton stuff, the Ben Affleck stuff. It would be a little confusing to have either one of them show up uh, in this scene. And they did have a stand-in. They did actually shoot it. I actually saw the actor. Uh, he was just like a like a, stand, like a stand-in actor, maybe a stunt guy, but he had the full suit on. Um, so he did shoot something, but he just, they ended up cutting him, uh, just to focus on the four. So it would have been cool to see everyone, but obviously, uh, they didn't want to have everyone, uh, the full actors show up for the scene and actually do stuff and, you know, spend more budget on them cleaning up the fireflies and things like that. You don't need to spend money on visual flex effects or flash to zip around and, and punch a bunch of butterflies but uh, yeah it was still a nice scene a, a good a good easter egg the payoff for the joke with uh aquaman is really good and it would have been nice because uh we me and you chatted about about this a while ago but um because they never actually did it which i'm glad i didn't say anything about them possibly teasing uh, green lantern um which they didn't at all but i would have they i would have liked for like green arrow because they did have a green arrow joke earlier in this up the last episode so i would have loved to have seen like green arrow show up um, like uh as yeah this as a cameo or something like that like uh, Stephen amell you mean like Stephen amell you mean or well it would have been the dceu green arrow whoever that may be just as a like a, a quick this is what you know like this is a new character and this is the actor going to be playing them not necessarily steven novell unless they want him to be green arrow to in dceu but obviously they haven't cast that yet or if they ever plan on doing it but it would have been nice to see something like that or even like uh, the other stuff like Batmite. they talked about Batmite. uh and uh what other characters they just just see some other characters they uh quickly referenced um like that would have been fun too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, that scene was fun. And and as far as Batman and Cyborg are concerned, it'd probably be something to do with the future of Justice League. Um, 
you know, who, how they're going to do it. It was interesting also that they didn't include Shazam um, because they kind of show him in end of Shazam that's kind of insinuated that he ends up joining the Justice League or like he's friends with them or something like that in, in, in some realm. Uh, so it was interesting that he wasn't in this as well. But yeah, um, yeah, I liked it. Like I said, the overall, the scene was really funny. It was It was not expected. It was kind of like, oh wow, they they did something really like this. It's amazing. It's kind of cool to see. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, any final thoughts. Like as we're wrapping up here on on Peacemaker, uh, which you uh, what what would you recommend? Would you recommend people watch it? I think sounds like you would. But uh, and like I said, any final thoughts that you have? Um, yeah, I would recommend it to anyone that's a DC fan if they haven't watched it already. I w- I would think anyone that's a DC fan has probably already watched it. Um, anyone that's like on the outside looking in, it just depends. I, I think if you are kind of, kind of, uh, um, fatigued on Marvel and you want something different, or if you're looking for something that's a little bit more mature, um, then what you would get on Disney plus and what you've been getting, uh, from Marvel studios movies, this would be something different for sure. Um, again, I'm not super crazy about it. But it's not because it's too violent or too mature or not violent enough or any of that stuff. Uh, just the character doesn't hit as hard for me. Again, he's supposed to be, uh, per per John Cena, he's a douchey version of Captain America. And I think that's still accurate. But in general, uh, the portrayal, the character itself is not something that I am uh, super high on. Like he can't break a top 10 for me as far as favorite characters go but in general with john cena in particular portraying the character uh this they're getting a lot more spotlight than they ever would have if it was anyone else and the character will have some longevity to them so this would be again they already greenlit a season two so they're definitely gonna you're gonna see more john cena in the future this is a good start and I hope for even more involvement with not necessarily Justice League, but just the larger DC universe, like to see some um, other DC villains and then some that are necessarily tied to Peacemaker um, and other DC characters, maybe a cameo of, you know, like, cause again, all the characters uh, isn't vigilante, like from the same comic universe as like Judah master and Peacemaker. Um, like I'm not. Were, uh, I can't remember the name of the actual comics, but they were bought by D- DC Comics eventually. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not in. sure about that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not, not sure 100 percent sure, but I, I know Judo Master and Peacemaker were all in like this other label of comics that were bought by DC eventually and then rolled in. So it would be nice to see them. Like I said, Green Arrow. Uh, maybe they can roll in Black Canary. Maybe they can roll in Harley Quinn or. Uh, just have some other folks show up and 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 make it more even more connected than just a little cameo of the Justice League at the end. But uh, in general, yeah, season two will happen, and uh, it is worth checking out. Eight episodes; it won't take all day if you haven't watched it. Um, whether like an hour or so, um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, I recommend watching it. I think it like if you're looking for something different than your normal comic book show, um, I think this is it. Like if you're looking for a different variety and so forth, uh, like I said, it's obviously edgier. Um, I thought John Cena, like a, I was really surprised with him in this series. It's like wow, you you did really you know good job in what he's done with his role and the characters i like like vigilante like i like the way he decided to portray him vigilante in here as opposed to like what the comic book is and what we've seen from vigilante in different uh iterations so yeah the whole show i thought was really fun uh james gone is like one of the best in the business um so it's fun to see him uh it's fun to see him put his talents into uh really get the opportunity to you know do what he wants with this show and obviously he's gonna probably get to do the same in season two so it'll be fun to see what what route they go there and if they bring like you said with like you said if they bring in other characters it'll be fun as well 
uh, other various characters, uh, vigilante type characters that exist within the DC universe, like uh, the Huntress. Um, you mentioned the Black Canary, uh, all those different characters that they're that they have. So yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. But yeah, that that's pretty much a wrap for today's show. Um, again, if you've missed any previous episodes, like I said, if you missed our past episode where we talked about the first half of Peacemaker, we also dove in a little bit more background on uh, some of the characters. It's a really good informative show. If you want to go check that out, it's maybe like a two months back, like a month, maybe two months, I can't remember, a month uh, or so back. So maybe a month or five weeks back. But go check that out. Check out all the other episodes, uh, shows on Bar Room where we talk about various Chicago sports. Um, I know you did such a great job of covering the Cubs, Sox, Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls. Um, we do all of those great things there. So check us out there. Uh, you can follow me at, at Science Fiction, um, and then you can follow Carl at Ninja Chortle. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Till next time, Science Fiction fans. All right. See you guys later.